Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax, Johnson's Car New, and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Summer does seem to have arrived, and with it that welcome change of activities and the chance to be more out of doors. May I suggest that summer demonstrates some very important extra uses for Johnson's Wax? Take your sporting things, for example. Tennis rackets, golf clubs and bags, fishing rods, baseball bats and gloves. Did you remember to protect them all with a coat of Johnson's Wax when you put them away? If you did, you'll probably find them in good condition, fit as a fiddle and ready for use. The wax keeps the wood and leather from drying out. Protects the metal surfaces, too, against dampness and dirt. Then how about your screen frames and your porch and outdoor furniture of metal or wood? If you haven't been waxing these things with genuine Johnson's Wax, you've missed a good bet. As a matter of fact, every one of these extra uses for Johnson's Wax has been suggested by a number of you in recent letters. Many thanks. And bear them in mind, won't you, next time you Johnson's Wax your floors, furniture, and woodwork. One good thing about the Sunday papers, if you're a slow reader, they last all week. And here in the living room at 79 Wistful Vista on a Tuesday afternoon, catching up with, catching up with that little orphan, Annie, and that famous dick, Tracy, we find Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh, boy, is this rich. <laughs> hey, Molly, you ever read Chief Wahoo? Who? Wah. Wahoo. Yeah, Wahoo. <laughs> Indian character in the funnies. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's got an idea to set aside one week a year for the Braves to do all the work and give the squaws a rest, see? <laughs> so old Mooseface, that's Butterball's husband. Don't he? tell me, McGee. Huh? You know I like to read the funnies myself. Oh, yeah, that's right, you do. Hey, here's an interesting article in the scientific section. It says, the way you feel is reflected in the way you look. Well, that's a startling discovery. Anybody who's ever owned a looking glass knows that. Oh, that ain't the point. It goes on to say... And I quote, The reverse is also true. If you look happy and healthy, you'll feel happy and healthy. Your body subconsciously reacts to your facial expression. <laughs> I must be a pretty picture of womanhood just before I sneeze, then. <laughs> oh, the idea is that the way you feel good and be healthy is to act healthy and happy. Oh, yeah. Get your puss all fixed for it and your body reacts, you mm -hmm. see. Act happy all the time, and you'll be happy all the time. Yeah. That, dear boy, is a lot of mulligatawny. Huh? The human race isn't built for it. Happiness should be taken in small doses. Nobody can be happy all the time, McGee. Huh? That's what makes merry-go-round horses so glassy-eyed. 
Personally, I think it's worth trying. I think I will try. Oh, dear. Hi, George. From now on, I'm going to smile my way through life. Well, you go right ahead, McGee. Be a happiness boy. At least it'll be easier on my nerves than it will be on your face. (laughs) Ah, you're a great kid, Molly. (laughs) Always joshing me. You go ahead and be a pessimist. I got happiness enough for both of us. Yes, sir. Happy-go-lucky McGee. That's me. I'll be the greatest little tonic for the... Now, if that's the man to collect the installment on the piano, just tell him to look happy and he'll be happy. Oh. I'll run up and get the iodine. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I love everybody. Come in, come in, come in. How do you do? I'm... Hi, the... sis. Mighty happy to see you. Yes, sir. Mighty happy. Just step in and get a load of the joy of living, sis. Make our house your home. We call it Contentment Cottage. <laughs> Since when, McGee? Since just now. <laughs> Since you look kind of careworn and worried. Don't feel like that. Be gay. <laughs> Be cheerful. As you look, so you'll feel. Now you take me, for instance. Yes, take him and don't bring him back till he has a good grouch on. <laughs> what was it you wanted, dearie? Lady, I'm trying to sell magazines. I haven't sold a single subscription today. I'm tired and hungry and almost broke. Oh. That's because you haven't got the right attitude, sis. Things will come your way if you only look cheerful. Yes, sir. Laugh and the world laughs with you and cry and you'll ruin your beer. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's what I always say. McGee, give the lady $3 and order a magazine. We need some magazines. But, Molly, all her troubles... Don't tell me about her troubles. I've never seen any yet that hard cash wouldn't help more than a lot of soft words. Well, okay. Here, sis, here's three bucks. Send us the Reader's Digest. Oh, yes, sir, and thank you very much. I like the Reader's Digest because I can read that in bed, and if I drop off to sleep, I know it ain't going to kill me if it falls on me. (laughs) 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 That's the way I look at things, sis, the cheerful side. Be cheerful, and things will come your way. Oh! Why that? Well, for the... Did you see what she did? I did. Slapped me right in the with that bunch of magazines. Sure. Well, you're just lucky she wasn't selling the Encyclopedia Britannica. But after we helped her, my gosh, such ungrateful toot. <laughs> Look, dearie, you can't pour happiness onto people like it was a pitcher of maple syrup. Yeah, but gee whiz. If that's... you want to laugh merrily and dance around on the lawn in your carefree abandon, it's nobody's business. But don't try to sell everybody else on it. Ah, that's where you're wrong, Molly. The idea is to spread happiness. Like throwing a rock into a river. The ripples spread. I'm going to be the rock. Yeah. And somebody's going to throw you in the river. (laughs) Well, (laughs) everything happens for the best. That's what I always say is, yes, sir. One minor setback... Turn on the charm, dearie. Here comes another victim. Ah, <laughs> good, good, good. Everybody comes to see old happy-go-lucky McGee. <laughs> I must do something to people. Yes, but nothing that a little bicarbonate of soda wouldn't settle. <laughs> Come in. Hello, kids. Mind to sit down a spill? Why, of course not, Mr. Oldtimer. Sit right down here. Don't look so downhearted, old sock. Cheer up. Snap out of it. <laughs> what if the skies look gray today? The gray skies bring the blue skies, blue skies bring the sunshine. And sunshine brings flowers, and flowers bring hay fever. So just skip the inspirational lecture, M- McGee. What's the matter with you, Mr. Oldtimer? It's... it's Bessie, kids. Huh? Bessie? Your girl? You mean the one you're engaged to, huh? Yep. Bessie's threw me down. Oh. I've been jolted. <laughs> <laughs> you mean jilted? Yes, but it was a jilt with a jolt, daughter. <laughs> Here I was, derby over britches in love. Never looked at another woman. Well, 
Maybe I looked now and then, but... Well, there I was, saving my money, taking Bessie to a movie two nights a week, always sending her a corset of violets. Corsage. Corsage. What happens? She throws me over like a broken toy. That's what I am, kids, a broken toy. Passion's plaything. <laughs> I'm desperate. I think I'll go home and hang myself, the carpet on the clothesline, and whale the bajunior out of it. Ah, 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 none of that now, old-timer. That's just self-pity. You've got to look for the silver lining. Nobody ever lost anything by being cheerful, my friend. Act happy and you'll be happy. That's the stuff. What if you did get tossed over? What's a woman anyway? Remember what Kiplinger says, a rag, a bone, and 12 bobby pins. <laughs> Just think you might got married to Bessie and then found out she leaves the cap off the toothpaste tube. <laughs> Why, you don't know when you're well off. Oh, it's no use, Johnny. My heart's busted. I'm going to get me a job as a welder. As long as I'm carrying the torch, I might as well... Hey, who's that? Who's who? Where? Going past the house out there. Oh, that's some woman selling magazine subscriptions. She was just in here. See, she's kind of cute. Huh? I just happened to think. My subscription to the American boy expires next week. So long, kids. Hey there, Betty. Wait a minute. I got a little problem. Hey. Well, what did I tell you, Molly? My cheerful attitude gave him a new interest in life. He's learned to look for the blue sky. He has indeed. Yes, the sir. hard way, too. Huh? There he is, flat on his back on the sidewalk. She conked him. Huh? Oh, sure. Anna. <laughs> we got any aspirin? I think I got a little neuralgia in my face. Oh, you haven't any such thing, dearie. I must have. My face aches all over. Of course it does. You've been smiling that idiotic happy smile so long your face has gone to sleep. And how I envy it. <laughs> oh, well, if it's only a smile that causes it, everything's okay. <laughs> if we never have any pain, we'll never appreciate our happiness, I always say. Yes, sir. 
Your happiness is going to be a beautiful thing to see when I tell you that Mrs. Uppington is just coming up the steps. Why, that... Ah, Uppington, ah, there's a fine woman. <laughs> I'm very fond of Mrs. Uppington. You are? Yes, sir. Rich or poor, there's some good in everybody, I always say. <laughs> hey, 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 did you get a gander at that hat she's wearing? Where does she buy those monstrosities? We'll never know. It's a millinery secret. <laughs> Come in. Hello there, Abigail, darling. What a lovely surprise. Oh, how do you do, my dear? And Mr. McGee. Ah, there, my dear girl. And how are you this lovely, lovely afternoon? <laughs> ah, this is life at its best, surrounded by one's friends. Oh, my. <laughs> Let us all join hands and sing something gay. <laughs> life is what you make it, I always say. You keep that up and you'll never make it. What do you think of life, Abigail, my dear girl? Do you agree with me that one should face the world with a shout of laughter, with a carefree smile and a merry quip? What do you think of life? Life is a stench. <laughs> Why, Abigail, what on earth is the matter? Everything is the matter, Mr. McGee. Huh? I just had a fire in my kitchen which burned up all my ration books. I ruined my last pair of nylons putting it out. And now the insurance company tells me my policy expired last week. What, Mr. McGee, are you looking so happy about? At this golden opportunity, dear girl. All these little things are but passing ripples on the stream of life. You must learn to shrug your pretty shoulders at little irritations. Be gay. Never let your face fall and you never have to have it lifted, I always said. <laughs> Isn't it awful, Abigail? You've just had a few minutes of it. If I hear much more, I'm going to sit down and write a fan letter to Boris Karloff. Let us look upon life as a great adventure, greeting each new experience with a cry of gladness. <laughs> Let us enrich our souls with each passing moment and spring together the days of our years like <laughs> precious pearls upon the silver strand of existence. What do you say, kid? Ah, <laughs> oh, Mr. McGee. You don't know what this little talk has done for me. What do you mean, Abigail? I mean, I hadn't realized until now how fortunate I was. After all, my ration books can be replaced. My kitchen can be repaired. I can afford the loss. Ah, that's the spirit of the I always And think... furthermore, Mrs. McGee, when I get home, I shall wander about my house with a new appreciation, with tears of gladness in my eyes. That I don't have to live with a husband who dishes out such nauseating gobs of wall, motto, hokum. Goodbye. You see, I warned you, McGee. You scatter your sunshine so thick, everybody gets blistered. <laughs> ah, that old pie plate hasn't welcomed a new thought since Gandy started wearing a zoot sheet. <laughs> well, maybe that'll teach you a lesson. As you always say, you can treasure this passing moment as one more precious slice of bologna in the lunchbox of life. <laughs> you know, Molly, I think I'll start writing the diary. From now on, my life is going to be so happy, so rich in values, it'll be an inspiration to everybody. Imagine a big life-size statue of me in the park, dedicated to happy-go-lucky McGee, the man who brought joy and happiness to millions. And... How can they make a full-size statue when your philosophy is just a bust? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's very good, my dear. Very good indeed. I shall mention in my diary how much your humorous comments have meant to me in a life devoted to bringing cheer and... Hiya, folks. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Welcome to our happy little family circle. Sit down, my boy, and tell us in your own simple words just what rich new meaning you've gotten out of life today. 
Hey, what goes on here? Don't get alarmed, Mr. Wilcox. <laughs> McGee has gone smiley glad on us. <laughs> He's now going through life with a rose in his teeth. Yes. And on him it smells good. <laughs> well, I don't want any part of it. This is one of my bad days, and I don't want anybody giving me that old pip-pip, cheerio, carry-on business. Ah, that's where you're wrong, Junior. It's when things go wrong that we must strive hardest for happiness. Sure. Anybody can be cheerful when things are copacetic. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when everything goes dead wrong, unquote. Isn't that sickening? And what went wrong with you today, Mr. Wilcox? I lost a good customer. You mean somebody got him away from you? Oh, no. He just moved away. Well, so what, Junior? Laugh it off. You've got lots more customers. Don't you realize that whatever goes wrong, a happy smile will fix it? God, don't feed me that popcorn, pal. I could laugh my head off and it wouldn't bring my customer back. Gee, he left so suddenly I didn't even get a chance to tell him... About Carnew. Not a minute to point out how Carnew would give his shabby old jalopy a gorgeous new luster. Oh, now, Mr. Wilcox, don't take He left town without ever learning that Carnew cleans and polishes to a beautiful, glistening finish with so little effort. Oh. Poor guy went away, probably still believing that he has to sweat and rub and wear himself out to give his car that showroom polish. Oh. <laughs> never, never realizing it was Carnew, all you have to do is apply it... Let it dry. Wipe it off with a soft cloth. Oh, oh the poor devil. Oh. Well, he'll hear about it sooner or later. Everybody does. Oh, sure he will. Come, come, Junior. Chin up. Laugh it off. <laughs> Laugh and the world laughs with you. Snoring asleep alone, I always say. <laughs> come, come. Let's look on the bright side of him. Well, until he finds out about Carnew, there won't be any bright sides. Oh, well, maybe you're right, pal. I'll run back to the office and write old Heffelfinger a letter. Sure, that's much the best... Who did you say? Heffelfinger. Marcus P. Heffelfinger. Well, thanks for the good cheer, pal. I'll see you later. Heffelfinger, Heffelfinger, Heffelfinger. That name sounds familiar. Who do I know named Heffelfinger? Search me, dearie. Was he the man who you were going in business with to reclaim wood shavings from pencil sharpeners one time? No, 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 no. No, that was Fred Nittany from Starved Rock, Illinois. Heffelfinger, Heffelfinger. Seems to me I... Oh, well, it ain't important. The only important thing in life is to be happy. Well, personally, I'm getting a little tired of it already. I think I'll go upstairs and lie down a while. Don't you feel good, baby? <laughs> I feel fine, McGee, but all this happiness of yours has worn me out. Permanent gaiety takes a strong constitution. I'll be down a little while now. Ah, there goes a good kid. What would life be without a little partner to share your joys and tribulations? Ah, what would it be? <laughs> You're right, Lum and Abner. It's a wonderful world. I never thought... Come in, neighbor. Come in, come in, come in. Welcome to a house full of high hearts, high spirits. Hi, mister. Hi, sis. <laughs> Mighty glad to see you. Well, I just... Hmm? I says, I'm very happy to see you, sis. Uh You don't know what it means to Uncle Fibber to see your little face peeping up at me like a shy little woodland flower yearning for a glimpse of the morning sunlight. Are you kidding? (laughs) Certainly I'm not kidding. I've discovered the way to be healthy and contented, that's all. Uh I read it in the Sunday paper. You see, sis, science has discovered that if your face smiles, your body smiles, you see. Uh If you've got a pain in your sawdust and your face wants to look nasty about it, don't let it. Uh Put a grin on your puss and the pain goes away. You'll be happy. Ain't that wonderful? Who'd you say discover that, mister? Science. (laughs) 
What's so funny? <laughs> oh, you're so naive, mister. Huh? Look, don't you realize a lot of that stuff is pure malarkey? Huh? Don't you know the editor says to somebody, give me 1,500 words of horse feathers on how to be cheerful? Why, sis, I never... Surely you're intelligent enough to know that there is no definite scientific evidence linking facial animation with the organic processes. Well, gee whiz, Look, I... mister, you got it all backwards. Huh? A dog isn't happy because his tail is wagging. Huh? His tail is wagging because he's happy. Oh. Sure. According to your logic, salt and pepper taste good because you put a fried egg on them. Get wise to yourself, Bob. <laughs> King's men sing McNamara's band. Oh, we work for McNamara, he's the leader of the band. Although we're few in numbers, we're the finest in the land. We play at wakes and weddings and at every fancy ball. But for our own amazement, we can play the best of all. Oh, the drums go bang and the cymbals clang and the trumpets they blaze away. McCarthy pumps the old bazoo while all the pipers play. Tennessee, Tennessee, tootles the flute and the music is simply grand. a guy named Ethelfinger? No, I don't think so. I'll bet the reason I can't remember it is because there was something unpleasant about it. That's how my new philosophy works. You only remember the happy things. <laughs> you keep that up and you'll have a wonderful old age, dearie. Huh? <laughs> you'll be scooting around in a combination wheelchair and good humor wagon. <laughs> well, it's wonderful to be free of worry and care. To think that just by putting on an expression of good cheer, the whole world looks brighter. Heavenly day. <laughs> Wasn't it Confucius who says a man with a happy map will get somewhere? 
<laughs> well, it was either uh, Confucius or the Hardware Journal. I don't quite remember... Ah, another visitor. Another chance for me to spread a little happiness in this gloomy old world. It'd be easier to swallow if you didn't spread it on quite so thick, though. Come in. Oh, for goodness sakes, Dr. Gamble. Come in, doctor. Well, hi, Doc. Sit down and take a load off your metatarsals. Thanks, I will. How are you, Mrs. McGee? Oh, I'm just fine, doctor. And you? I'm all right, much to my own surprise. I've spent such a nerve-wracking day with my prized collection of hypochondriacs, nature fakers, and capsule clutches, I thought I'd stop in for a visit with a couple of comparatively healthy people. <laughs> what do you mean, comparatively? I'm the healthiest man in this town, Doc. And why? Because I've learned the secret of happiness. That's why. Well, now, isn't that just dandy? <laughs> you ought to be in a glass case at the Smithsonian, McGee. You're a rare object. Hey, are all doctors as cynical as you are, doctor? Well, I'm not cynical, Mrs. McGee. I'm a bright-eyed optimist. I still have a childish faith in sometime meeting a human being who doesn't think his own hangnails are the medical sensation of the century. Well, well you don't have to look any further, doc. You've met him, and I admit, I haven't got a pain or an ache or a complex. I'm healthy and happy, and I can lick my weight in wildflowers. Or wildcats. <laughs> what are you grinning about? You look like a baby with the colic. Take off your shirt, McGee. Oh, dear. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, no, you can't make me mad, Doctor. <laughs> Nothing makes me mad. For the first time in my life, I'm under strict control. I've lost my temper for the last time. You know, he's been like this all day, too, Doctor. You mean you've been continuously exposed to this one-man glee club? Yes. <laughs> McGee, you better go to bed. I'll give you a sedative. As I was saying to a man named Heffelfinger the other day... Heffelfinger? Yeah, you know him. Just moved out of town. Well, McGee thinks he knows him, but he can't quite place him. Yeah. I don't know why he can't place him. They've been playing pinochle together at the Elks for two years. Oh, now I got it. Heffelfinger. Why, that rat. That chiseler. He moved out of town without paying me the four bucks he owes me. Why, that... Now, McGee, McGee, calm yourself. Calm myself, my clavicle. Of all the low-down, miserable tricks. Uh, McGee, stop taking the lamp. Let him go, Mrs. McGee. He's been happy for several hours. Nobody can stand it for longer than that. Heffelfinger. That double-crossing, two-timing, petty larceny pickpocket. Doctor, stop him. Why does everything have to happen to me? Let him alone. He's happy. I'll pay you next week, he says. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow at the club, he says. Well, I get my hands on him.
Well, it's nice to be able to keep outside doors and windows open again, isn't it? But it brings a special problem of its own, because dust and dampness do come in as uninvited guests. This is especially true in the kitchen end of the house. And it's an extra reason for keeping your linoleum floors protected regularly with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Then, when dust and moisture do come in, they're very quickly removed with a broom, mop, or cloth. And the linoleum itself is not touched. It's the film of glow coat that takes all the wear. The surface underneath is safe. Now, you know, of course, that glow coat is self-polishing. It shines as it dries without any rubbing or buffing. And it's so easy to use. Saves you so much time and work. Keeps linoleum beautiful and new-looking almost indefinitely. Now, I could go on, but I'm sure you know the story of easy-to-use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Of all that dirty crook. Now, now, take it easy, McGee. Don't you want to be happy? The only thing that'll make me happy is to get my dukes on that nickel nursing hijacker. I'll slap him so pop-eyed, his pupils won't go back till September. Good night. McGee. Huh? Oh, good night. That's better. Good night, all. <laughs> character of the old-timer was played by Bill Thompson. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>